Hello. Hi. Welcome to our second attempt at episode four of Lord of Old Waffle, because the first time we were interrupted by police and our dog choking. Both true stories. Very true, actually. It sounds very ominous, but the police were just doing a knock, knocking on now the door. Now the dog has immediately rang to go out. We'll Guess see you in a minute happened. for take three. Oh my god. You know what's recording? What's better than recording a podcast once, Katie? Recording it three times. Recording it three times due to matters out of your own hands involving the police and your dog choking, choking on a rabbit ear. And now I can't even speak because we've done this three times. Hello, welcome to Lord of Old Waffle. We're sorry in advance. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lord of Old Waffle, my name's Katie. I am Mike, otherwise We're... known as Waffleheads. <laughs> there are fans, the Waffleheads. Lord of Old Waffle is when Belgian me and waffles. Mike... Belgium waffles. Hello, eh? Belgium. Uh, <laughs> World, World waffles. Where me and Mike talk about the films that we've watched this week and um, TV series and TV. Don't leave out TV series. You tra- any trailers, film news, generic mm-hmm. film stuff. So yep. this week we have finally watched for Halloween ends. Yep. Stop. Talk stop, about stop. that. Stop. 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 stop, stop. stop. We're going to talk about Welcome to Wrexham. So finish mm-hmm. that. Which is Mr. a place in Wales. Harrigan's phone. Yep, and our first girl, Katie called it Mr. Horrigan's phone. <laughs> I said it exactly like that as well. Uh, and oh, Werewolf is. by Night, or as Katie also said in our first girl, Werewolf at Midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good thing we were interrupted. <laughs> yeah, it was a sign, it was a sign. So, Mike, we'll go straight in with Halloween and give us a little synopsis. Okay, so um, after Michael killed Laurie's daughter, whose name... I don't Escapes remember, us. but for the t- for the sake of it, I'm just going to call her Lauren. Laurie and Lauren. Could Lauren's dead. La- Lauren croaked it. Michael Myers <laughs> killed her. Yep. Uh, and he's been gone for four years. Uh, and Haddonfield has gone to shit. People are, people are scared, shitless. People are, we see someone killed themselves. There's a big accident at the start involving a babysitter and a kid. Yeah. And uh, Laurie Strode... For some reason, she's just decided to say, fuck it. She's going to live a normal life. She buys a big red house, uh, like Clifford, the big red dog's big red house. Yep. And lives there with Alison, her granddaughter, who is training to become, who is a nurse, I think. Yep. Who's having um, a nice, normal life-ish. Well, semi-normal, yeah. The, the tra- yeah, Laurie's trying Apparently to write a book. it's their fault that Myers is- Yep, some people in the town think it's their fault, which, well, Laurie's fault, which is just nonsensical. And then, as you would expect, evil rears its ugly ugly ass head it does indeed um spoiler free thoughts not very good a wet fart ending yes yeah, like a wet fart that like oh Go shit. girl gives I'm a, nothing I'm a shit myself vibes ending. yeah not good at all yeah it's not good it's not good to um be it's just a bit dull it's an improvement from halloween kills it's a wet less of a film really. laurie's in it a wet like fart lettuce, of a film a wet fart <laughs> not a wet fart please go along with my wet fart analogy it's a wet fart it's well, a, to me, it was a, a wet lettuce. I like lettuce, but not when it's wet. <sighs> well, it's clean when it's wet. That's the best type of lettuce. You don't want some dry, dirty-ass lettuce. You're thinking too much into it. You're going delirious. You're just trying, to, you're just trying, to, you're trying to ignore my funny, wet fart joke that you actually laughed at the first time. <laughs> and you haven't laughed oh, a third time. I can't laughing three times sound like I'm stupid, but no one else has heard it. This is the first time anyone else is hearing it. So if you don't laugh, I just it sounds like it's falling on deaf ears. Ha-ha. Similar to many so of the screams done, and the Halloween franchise. So what we've done franchise. for you listeners... Um, We've actually done categories of why this film was so bad. Because the first time we got interrupted halfway through and then we just started shouting over each other about everything we didn't like. (laughs) So this time we've got a miscellaneous list of things we did not like. So problem topic area number one we're going to discuss. By the way, this is spoiler spoiler territory now. Spoiler free review, don't bother. Yeah, 
Spoiler version, listen ahead. Yep. Problem area number one, Michael Myers listens to us. The explanation <laughs> as to why he has been gone for four years is that he's just been living in a sewer. But it's not even like a big bit of sewer. It's like... Oh, I don't know. It's like a living room-sized sewer. With, Once you crawl through just the tiny a big, hole, it's a quite big cushy. hole out that he's like covered in hay, and people don't seem to notice the big hay hole. Yeah, he's just put and, and then every now and again, and if someone down. happens to conveniently fall ill right outside the hay hole, Michael Myers slivers out like a <laughs> spider to a fly and drags him in. Drags him in, leaves them, hides in a little crack in the wall, lets them wake up, hopes that they'll wander out by this crack in the wall so that he can reach out and strangle them. It's so weird. I just don't want... Yeah, I just don't get it. It doesn't make what sense. What the fuck why? has he been doing in the sewer for four years? Well... Even if he's evil incarnate, what's he been doing? Just catching up on his rest, chilling. It kind of links to problem area number two, which is Michael Myers' subhuman abilities. Mm-hmm. But well, I feel how like we has to... How has he survived in the sewer? Where's he been shitting? This is something I raised in the first one that you didn't like because you're like, oh, I don't need to know where he's been We absolutely need to know where he's been shitting. Okay, he spilled a full brew down herself. Yesterday it was a bottle of gin. No, oh, we're going to have to record this a fourth time. No, we're not. We're gonna... It was only chaos. a tiny bit. It's fine. Oh, it was not a tiny bit. not the count. So Yesterday she spilled a full gin on the floor twice. Oh. Um, right, what was I saying? He's, he's shitting in the sewer, he's mate. Shit. No, he's not. Good he's, he's got shit. nothing to eat in the sewer. So why would he's he, be not shit? a cannibal. he can't be shitting if he's not eating? Oh, God, that's such I've a good point. I've got you, you there. I've got you there. Right, anyway. Oh, now Pip's found a squeaky boy. <laughs> We're so sorry, audience. I just don't understand why why he's in the sewer as well, because he's such an intimidating, murderous killer. Seeing in the sewer is really... Um, it's just... It takes a lot away from the menace of him. It he's does. just been fucking living in the sewer. He's like just been little, sat there, bored like shit, looks rat. like. Yeah, well, yeah, literally. Nibbling on poo. Um, <laughs> anyway, the second point that we'll have to talk about before we go on to the our planned second point is Corey, a new character introduced yeah. for this film who should have been introduced in the last film because it would have made everything better. But essentially, Corey is in the opening scene. He's babysitting for a family that he knows quite well. They have mm. one kid. It's a year after Michael killed uh, Laurie's daughter, Lauren. <laughs> and um, they, the kid um, is having night terrors and stuff because he's worried that the boogeyman's going to come back. He yeah. So basically, they're just babysitting and watching uh, a horror film. The kid runs away and starts hiding and starts shouting help. So the babysitter goes, Corey goes looking for him. The kid locks him in like an attic room. So Corey starts kicking the door. He eventually kicks it down. But the kid is stuck behind the door, so he essentially kicks the kid off the balcony and the kid falls to his death. And it's a really odd opening. It's a very odd opening to a Halloween film because he's like... Quite a strong scene. I enjoyed it. You think Michael's going to be there and then you think, oh, maybe Michael's telling the kid what to do. At no point do you think that the kid's just having a laugh and it's going to end with him getting booted down three flights of stairs. That's that's what happens. It's very dark. And then we pick back up with Corey, who's being bullied. His life isn't going very well. Yeah. Um, Laurie saves him from being bullied in an incident, and then he goes and meets. Uh, well, Allison. Laurie sets him up with Allison. Yeah, but he, that's because he's getting stitches in it, like he's got a hand injury. Um, they immediately kind of instantaneously instantaneously fall in, in love without without any real reason or explanation. And all the red all flags, Allison just them. bats them out of the way. Yep, like like she's a a pro badminton player in in the final <laughs> of a badminton swoosh, match. Swoosh. She's just 
knocking those shuttlecocks left, right, and centre. Yeah. Those Corey's an interesting character, though, like you said. Yeah, he is, and then um, they make a really interesting story out of it as well. It's when Michael Myers drags him into the sewer. Yes, this was this was this is the point we're we're, we're gearing up towards. So he gets mm. bullied by kids and thrown off a bridge. He's yeah. fine though. Don't worry about it. Obviously, he's just thrown off a bridge. Why wouldn't he be? Um, Michael drags <laughs> but him into the sewer. That kid who fell down the stairs. Not fine. Yeah, no, he wasn't fine um again don't know why so michael myers just drags him into the sewer quite menacingly leaves him as we mentioned doesn't like kill him straight away leaves him lets him wake up starts yeah. strangling him and then i'll let kate do this because she described it really well on the first one well i can't remember all i said oh brilliant he's strangling him and then they, they share a deep deep eye connection <laughs> and michael myers somehow sees him kick this kid down the stairs yeah it's like um all the scenes of Corey's life are just flashing beyond his mm. eyes and Michael Myers can see it all. It's like Michael Myers has decided, like, oh, you're a bad bloke as well. You can... And also I'm psychic now. Yeah. For you no can, reason. You can live, Corey. Yep. Um, so I mean, then they just go... That's it. Then they just go on these killing sprees together. Yep. I, the way I understood this as I watched it was that Michael Myers was kind of projecting himself onto Corey. And because he's a 70-year-old man who's lived in the sewer for four years, he's not doing too well. He's on his way out. See, I... I... So he's kind of... I thought he was putting himself into Corey so he could live on in Corey because he's an old fucking man and Michael Myers can't live forever. But I would have liked wants it to live forever if it had been that. Well, but... I would as well because that's Mike was well and just not enjoying it at all. But no, I was kind of still invested at this point, thinking, "Oh, that's clever, that's a good idea." Yeah. Because then they go on all these killing sprees together, and they're a bit questionable. Yeah, I mean, my reading of it was just Michael Myers is a bit old, and he's like, "Oh." Can't be asked. Having a mate would be fun. Help me, help me do some of the heavier lifting. Which I think is what it was. Corey wears was. this little terrible scarecrow mask for most of his kills. Um, I just thought it was quite scary, the scarecrow mask. Oh, come on. Yeah. I, pip, I pipped no, around the door. To go go she doesn't need to go out. We just literally just wear out for a week. It's like she knows when we're podcasting. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Yeah, so Corey and Michael team up. And then another problem I have uh, is with Michael's fluctuating strength. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to let her out. She's rang the bell three times. Katie, you talk about the fluctuating strength. I will let the dog okay. out. So this, yeah. But as I've said before, he's a seventy. He must be at least seventy at this point. Like, Mike's gone away, and I can't do the maths. But yeah, he's an old, he's an old fucking man. So there's one point where Corey is wrestling him in the sewer because he wants the Michael Myers mask, and it's just the easiest thing ever. It's like taking what's the saying? Taking candy from a baby. So easy. There's another time where the police officer punches him and he's floored for about three minutes. But then he also, at one point, when he's on his killing spree with Corey, he kills this lady and he picks her up with one hand and holds her up for, I guess, four minutes, strangling her. She's just got no no fucking chance, basically. And then he yeah, stabs her and she's like, stuck to the wall, you know, that classic yeah. Halloween scene. But yeah, it's weird. Sometimes he's the old man he should be, and other times he's not. So then this comes on to us talking about um, the Myers point of, I don't understand what his subhuman abilities are. Yes, and it's, again... He's always nodded at. Is that the right expression? Nodded yeah, he's, he's, he's always too film. strong to be just a regular bloke. Yeah, and he, he and can't can die. Take too can much damage. He's been yeah. shot, he's been stabbed, he's been yeah. left in a fiery he basement. He peppered in some of the films, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pure bullets, and he just keeps walking, and but, it's all... That makes him a really interesting character, but then in this, it's not undone. He's weak and frail for large parts. Yeah. He's psychic for other parts. Which has never he been needs a help, thing. help, which I didn't like. Like, if, if Halloween Kills, again, had been 
oh, he's losing it, so he recruits Corey. Yeah. It would make more sense than just he's been hiding away for four well. years, he's... just becoming old and frail. And... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it's kind of I kind of liked what they were doing with Corey because I was like, it will be interesting if Myers is dead, but it kind of sets up someone in his, in his image. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I thought it was. But doing. then the real problem is Corey dies before Michael dies, so it yeah. just feels like well, that was a waste of time. It was. Like, it was a shame. And Corey actually puts on the Myers mask. For, for like four of his kills or something yeah so you're like oh okay right fine he's 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 the main guy now he's the boogie man yeah laurie kills him well easily yeah she pretends she's gonna kill herself shoots a pumpkin so it looks like guts have exploded everywhere and then when uh Corey steps into the room to check on her she, she says like do you really think i'd fucking kill myself or something and then she shoots him twice yeah and then because Corey is obsessed with allison for some inexplicable reason again he um <laughs> it's got the squeaky ball again allison is coming back into the house and mm-hmm. Corey just stabs himself yeah. to make it look like laurie's done it but yeah. that plot point lasts for about three minutes it's a pointless it's completely pointless. It's, it's a twist that does nothing yeah because she comes michael back immediately. immediately shows up yeah and then a copper rings allison like oh laurie said she was going to kill herself but then also, <laughs> but then also, uh, Allison gets back to the house before Laurie, which is baffling. With the pl- what were the police doing? Just walking, taking the sweet time. Taking the sweet time. And then yeah. I'm gonna shut the back door because it's freezing now. I'm gonna let Katie talk you through what happens in the end fight. Oh, the end fight. So bear in mind as well, this is there's countless Halloween films. This is part of a trilogy as well, forty year franchise, and we've seen that killing Michael Myers is not easy. So the fight with Laurie and Michael Myers is, is decent, enjoyable. And then she ends up basically pinning him down to her kitchen table and he's weak and defenseless again after battering her. But now he's weak and defenseless again. She pins him down with these knives and then basically, trigger warning, slits his throat and slits his wrist and he just bleeds out. And then Laurie and Alison, mm-hmm. fuck all the crime scene and all that shit. No, no, the police are loving this as well. Tie him yeah, to the car. Yeah, they love this idea. They drive him to the middle of town. The whole fucking town follow them. Yep. Remember, Laurie just throws him in this big fuck-off meat grinder. Yeah, and he is just... He just gets crushed, and then that's yeah. it. Also, I would like to say that in the end fight, there is a moment where, even though Michael's had his throat slit and stuff, he grabs Laurie by the neck, and she's oh, yeah. just like, all right, then do it. Sweet. Fair play. We'll go out together. Yeah, so she's pinned his hand down to the table, yeah, he pulls and he, he pulls it off, and his hand's like kind of in Still half. strong enough to grip her. But yeah, can still... And also, she's her. just going to accept it, which I didn't understand. I didn't, I didn't get that for her character. I don't understand why she'd be like, because she's still got the granddaughter to look after. Yeah. Why would she just be like, oh yeah, fine. Made if you're going, I'll go. Yeah. And then also, Alison just kind of <laughs> very gently grabs his hand, and he's like, oh, that's the end. Then. Yeah. It, a real just mismatch, confused plot. It was a overly long, plot. with not a lot of good kills. Um, no, and also the. Finally, they finally killed Michael Myers. Why did no one ever think previously to like kind of destroy his body? Yeah, why did he ever chopped his head off? I wanted to see them chop his head off, yeah. Yeah. And they put the mask off, and I like that we didn't see his face. Yeah, he also didn't have a huge beard like he'd been living in the sewer for four years, so he's been shaving. He's been shaving down there. No, but he had all like burns. Maybe that's why he couldn't grow hair, though. Okay, yeah, I'll give it that, to be fair. Yeah, you won me over on that plot point. Thanks. Uh, anyway, other miscellaneous points that I hated. Um, 
Alison, who I think was 16. She was in high school in Halloween and Halloween Kills. I can't remember four years. She's either so 16 she's, or 18. She's, she's 20 or 22. The start of the film, she's dating like a 45-year-old out of shape. The pulls policeman. her over, like, you know, when they flash lights and pull over. And he's, he gives off generic, pervy, older yeah, man vibes and 100%. she's very dismissive of him. And then you find out later on that he actually was her ex-boyfriend and you think Crazy. What? <laughs> How has Laurie allowed that? Like, what? It, me and Mike were... Well, we thought it was a dad. Yeah, 100%. But then we thought instantly, no, oh no, he's just a random old pervert. Just a random pervert will probably get his comeuppance later. No. It's the ex-boyfriend who, I don't know if they were trying to make us root for him because Corey kills him. Yeah. I, no one's rooting for him. They tried him to sympathise Corey. It was felt like they were trying to do like a Joker thing of, look, this is how he turned bad, but incredibly condensed because he's a been side good character. If they actually used the trilogy properly, but they clearly yeah. wrote one film yeah, at did, a time yeah. rather than writing a trilogy. That's why mm-hmm. it didn't work. Because yeah. was, there was some really good ideas in this. They yeah, didn't execute them properly at all. It's definitely better than Halloween Kills. It's just not what a film... Not what the end to a 40-year franchise should be. Not no. the ending that either character of Laurie Strode or Michael Myers deserved. Um, no, it didn't. I I just I didn't like the death, to be honest. No. Uh, the whole end fight was very underwhelming. It's in one room. It's just in Laurie's kitchen in a big red house. Yeah. Does he even have a knife? Oh, he does. He picks up the knife that Corey had been using. Yeah. Waxes his mask back on. What we it giving felt it pretty then? easy. I'd give it a three. I think it's my lowest rating on the podcast. Um, yeah, I'd give it a five, an absolute push, just for the legacy of the trilogy. Yeah, I think that's why mine's so low, this... because I feel like it disrespected the legacy. Yeah, it's true. Um, Maybe I'll give it a four. You can't change your score for Stance's I just only. really wanted to love it, but I think I knew going into it that I wouldn't. Yeah, I think I felt the same, but I was kind and of... And I also... For me, I know it's not a great film when I'm thinking about the film. You're having, like, a meta experience. Yeah, I went for a Wii, which, if it's a good film, I will hold in until, like, I feel like I'm going to explode. Yeah. I went for a Wii at the first hint of needing a Wii in this film, which tells you a lot. Yeah, I was quite surprised. Also, I really if you can hear went... growling, I stopped fighting for right down the microphone. <laughs> Just let her off the ball. She wants to fight me for I it. I know she does, but we can't ask people to listen to growling. Sorry, everyone. Sorry right, moving it. on. Um, Don't watch I wouldn't it. recommend it, no. no. If you're going to just make up your own ending in your own head, it's not the ending that these characters deserved. No. Um, moving on, let's do Mr. Harrigan's phone next. This was creepy and cool. Yeah, I, so I'd, I read the short story in the book when it came out. I think it We was are in, Stephen King fans. I think it was in If It Bleeds, uh, one of his most recent collections of short stories, and I absolutely loved it. It was one of my favourite short stories in the whole book. Um, so the story is yep. a young boy called Craig mm-hmm. gets, from when he's really little, this old ma- old rich man, Mr. Harrigan. Harrigan. I wanted to say Harrigan again. Mr. <laughs> Harrigan hires him just to read him stories. Basically. Yeah, because he hears him reading in church and likes his voice. Yeah. And he, they build up like this really nice friendship. Yeah. Wholesome friendship, yeah. Yeah. And he gets older, obviously, Craig. Goes to high school and stuff. And it's set in... Oh, when's the it set? The era of the first iPhone. Yeah, so Smartphones are brand new. Is it? 2010-ish? I would say like 2005, six, maybe yeah. 08. Yeah. Like that sort of era. mid noise. So he gets... No, not noise. Noise were the 90s, weren't they? No, the noughties are the... Noughties. The then 90s are the... the 90s. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never mind. Stupid that was point. a great moment for it Mike was. finally being it stupid was. and not me. <laughs> yeah, he finally gets his iPhone and then yep. Mr. Harrigan gives him a mm-hmm. scratch card all the time and he yeah, wins he all the money on it. Yeah, he gets one for every birthday and Christmas. 
Yeah, he begs his dad for an iPhone and his dad gets him on. His dad's lovely. We love his dad. Yeah, great character. But then he wins this money on the scratch card, so he buys one for the old man. And he, the old man, like, basically just, again, spoiler, just predicts the long future he does. He predicts. iPhone and internet history and how fake news yeah. and how it's all toxic and it's just going to fuck everyone over. And mm-hmm. It's going to be a, a bad, a bad, bad day, really. The whole world. Yeah, so then, spoiler... The mm-hmm. old man dies. Loads of weird shit keeps happening with the phone. Keeps texting yep. Craig. Craig ring, rings the phone. Weird shit happens. Yeah, essentially, if Craig is going... Mr. Harrigan, when he was alive, basically said, basically don't take shit from anyone. That's kind of yeah. how I got so rich, you know? Yeah. Be nice to the people who deserve it, but if someone gets in your way, get well, them out of no, your way by any yeah. means. So Craig's being bullied. And he kind of rings and texts Mr. Aaron's phone just as a comfort thing. He put it in yeah. his jacket when he was being buried so he knows it's in the coffin with him. Mm-hmm. And he rings it to say, I want this bully to be killed, basically. Yeah. Uh, he gets like a weird text reply, which is like a couple of random letters. And then the next day, the, the kid is killed. Yep. And so stuff, it kind of progresses from there. Um, it's a really sl- slow building film, though, but it's yeah. not boring. And it's really accurate to the short story. If I had one complaint is I don't think I don't think there was enough in there to translate to an hour and to a 90 minute film. It was longer than 90 minutes so. I don't think it was. I think it just felt longer. I'm sure it was like an hour 33. Was it? I'll double check. I now. thought it was like an hour 45. Um yeah, I think I think because it was so um faithful, such a faithful adaptation, up until Mr. Harrigan dies, I was really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But then when he died, I don't think the supernatural occurrences were as frequent or as as big, big events to yeah. keep you hooked because it's kind of like oh this person's died no one suspects craig craig doesn't seem that put out by it or like disturbed mm. that he's made that decision i wanted it to give me more or something more significant yeah and again it's been a while since i've read the short story but i do remember thinking it was definitely a bigger deal in it and the character struggled more with kind of the power that he's got and oh no you're right it was 144 it didn't need to be that long. I say that a lot. No, I think you could have definitely shaved really fifteen minutes off of it. At least fifteen. Um, I mean, it's it's like it's like a smart. It's like a it's a, it's an intelligent film, I'd say, because it it's a real. Um, it's giving a social commentary. Yeah, it's a real commentary on kind of phones, technology, how Obviously we embraced it, and how badly it's gone. Mm-hmm. How it can lead to all these terrible things. Um, and it's also, I don't think, I don't think I'd call it a horror movie. I think that's a big problem with it, and that's it's probably why people haven't enjoyed it so much because the trailer makes it look like a straight up horror. Is it a thriller? Would we say? I don't even know if I'd say it's a thriller. I don't, I don't quite know what I'd say it is. No, no, it's it's not scary, and it's not no. all kind of creepy. But it doesn't, it's not a horror in any it's sense. It's like a social commentary, but I don't, I don't, I know you can't just say that and not give it a genre. But it is, it's it's tricky. It's definitely not a horror. No, it's not. I'd say there's 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 nothing it's scary. It's not scary. It, it kind no. of le- it leaves you feeling a bit weird. Yeah, and I think that's the commentary aspect of it. That, mm. Because you can see a lot of... Everything he predicts has come true by now, and we're kind of in the worst stage of it, I would say. The fake yeah. news and all that. And Yeah. It's a really, really interesting watch. All the actors are it really is. good it's in it. Jaden Martell, I think his name is, um, from It and from Defending Jacob. Fab. He's Craig and it's Donald Sutherland as Mr. Harrigan. What are uh, we giving it out of 10? Oh, that's a tricky one, isn't it? I feel like... If you look at, if you went in watching this for 
a horror, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, 100%. However. If you've read the short story, I think you'll be, and you enjoyed it, you'll be happy with how faithful an adaptation it is. Yep. It is missing something. It does feel a little flat towards the back end. It just needed a bigger event. Yeah, it kind of just peters out rather than ends. Mm. Or like if Craig got a bit mad with power with it sort of thing, that would have been interesting. Yeah. But well, he's, he's not that sort of character anyway. He's a really... He's a lovely, lovely character. I think I'd give that. it a six. Oh, would you? I'd give it a seven. Yeah, I think... I kind of forgot, to be honest, that it was marketed as a horror. I yeah, about the trailer and also as well. we did watch it in two halves, which is never ideal um, because we didn't have but time to finish it. But as well, it, the first it didn't time. lose me. Yeah, the, that's, that that's normally fair, does, yeah. we end up doing that. Yeah, and the two the character dynamics between everyone are really interesting. The dad's a great character. It's just I think my main problem is it's like he's in high school, he kills his bully, then he goes to college and things are kind of going well. Then he finds out that a teacher that he really liked was has died in a drunk driving incident mm. and the guy who was drunk driving has got off with it. So he uses the phone again to make this guy die. And he's kind of doing it to himself as well, to mm. just to see if it, it'll work as but well. But then as soon as he does that one and that guy does die, the drunk driver, he just regrets it, throws his phone into a lake. Yeah. And that's just kind of it. He just kind of peters out. That's the end, yeah. There's, there's no consequence for his actions, which it feels odd. Mm. And it feels a little bit unsatisfying. Mr. Harrigan but... wasn't a good bloke, was he? No, was yeah, that yeah, there's also a subplot where it's like, Mr. Harrigan wasn't always good. Look, look at what he did to this one guy. But that is, it just isn't explored enough or anything. So it isn't... Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pip, she's gone bothered. <laughs> stood me that way. about three centimetres away from Katie, staring directly at her face. No, um, babe, later. Yeah, I'd give it a six. And I'm I think worth a watch. A it's a good commentary on the world. It's a good adaptation of a Stephen King short story. Yeah, I'd recommend Read it. The but short I think story, it's, definitely. Um, it's really niche. I don't think it's, it's for a, everyone. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think some people won't like the message. Is, as well, to be honest. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't like a lot of people would like the message. No. If you're if you're the love your phone, it's probably not for you. Yeah. Uh, it's good to, though. Recommend. Welcome to Wrexham. Welcome to Wrexham. Yeah, love it. So this, for anyone who doesn't know, was a docu series following um the kind of 16-ish months i would say uh-huh. from ryan reynolds and rob mcclehenny deciding they want to buy wrexham to buy in wrexham to uh seeing out that season i think there was like four games left when they officially bought it yeah and then the over the summer after. they get the players in they want the manager in the staff in make it like essentially the, the most expensive team in the non-league which mm. is the lowest level of uh lowest professional level of english football and then it takes you through the season uh, to see if they can get promotion, go up, win any trophies, connect with the community. And it's very good. Yeah, I love it. It was really good. I think what I was worried about when it was first announced was that it was just going to be focused on Ro- Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney and kind of glorify them and say, like, oh, mm. look what we've done for this town. Look how look how mm. cool and good we are. And it really isn't that at all. They're kind of no, they're in every episode. Rexham but they're very much kind of background characters and it, it really focuses on specific people in the town, in the club, specific players. Yeah, it's done really well. Yeah. Especially for me, I'm just not a football fan at all and I found it really interesting. Yeah, and I am a big football fan and I watch all the, the uh, Amazon Prime, I have a series called All or Nothing where they go into like a Premier League club and they do it over a course of a season, a very similar thing, but just with none of the focus on kind of the individual players 
and who they actually are kind of beyond just being a footballer and yeah. who the people are beyond just being fans. Whereas Wrexham, I mean, there's some really kind of touching moments. Yeah. And because, you know, people, even if they're a footballer, that you still go through stuff in yeah, everyday some life. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some really, some, it's, it's not, it's not always it's kind funny. of lighthearted or funny like you would expect from. You missed my joke. Oh, yeah. Good joke. Thanks. But it's not always like lighthearted like you would expect from Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. You'd expect yeah. every episode to be funny. And some episodes are really funny. It gets the balance perfect. And it does have their both their trademark charm throughout it, but it's really kind of just a story about life, I would say. Yeah, it is. It's really, it's, I have no faults for this at all. No, like there's one fan who lost her husband, so she's kind of just made friends through the club and now she goes to every game. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of, it gets her out of the house. It, keep, it keeps, you know, her speaking to people. Yeah. There's a football player who is the cap, is the captain of the club, John Davies? I think he is towards the end. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, he's yeah. like a hometown lad. He's grown up in Wrexham. He loves the club and he's one of the best players by a mile. And he and his girlfriend, it's not his wife, is it? It's his girlfriend. Um, they... Go for an awful time. Yeah, so they... they um, I think they say that they'd had a miscarriage in lockdown and then they get pregnant again during the course of the season. But there are complications throughout and they end up um, losing the baby. And it's it's awful it's to awful. watch. It's, it's absolutely really, awful. really heartbreaking. But then again, you see kind of how the football it gives him something to focus on to get him through it i suppose yeah. like it, it just it just shows how football is an integral part of so many people's lives and how yeah. important it is for different people for different for different reasons like that's his work but it's also like you said it gave him yeah. something to get him through yeah and especially and in then that other lady and it gave her company in a yeah. really lonely time and and i think one of the main questions everyone had was when they bought the club was like why would you buy Rex, I'm like, why would you buy a, a non-league club in yeah. Wales when you both live in Los Angeles and it's, stuff? And yeah, it's just so much more than the game. It definitely game. answers it, the series. It, it really does. is it's kind really of the heartbeat touching. of the town. And, mm. I mean, there's but also one really fan. relatable as well. There's like... a couple of fans who are just crazy. There's, yeah. Yeah. It covers hooliganism. It covers sackings. It covers, you know, transfers. It it's covers really, just yeah, every just aspect of football that it, it could, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I hope they do a second season. And I'm, I, we'll, we'll 100% watch. Definitely recommend. Mm, 100%. I think I'd give it an 8.5. I'd give it an 8. Okay. Maybe the 0.5 is because I like football more than you. Probably, yeah. I also like... It wasn't too many episodes. Though. No, no episode was too long. Yeah, and it There's was no a standout lot of episodes, episode in my mind. Yeah, really, really surprisingly not good. Include. Yeah, really good. Loved it. Um, yeah, and yes, yeah, definitely worth a watch. Hope yeah. we do a second season. And that brings on to our final item of the week, of our third recording of the week. Uh, werewolf by night or as Katie likes to call it werewolf at midnight <laughs> werewolf o'clock <laughs> this was really good this it's really different from Marvel yeah and it's hard to it's hard to kind of explain because when you explain a Marvel project it's normally pretty simple and you can explain how it ties into the universe and mm. everything and this could not be more different it's completely standalone. Yeah. There are link. There are like obviously Easter eggs of famous Marvel characters um, from the comics and stuff. You've got uh, I think Man Things in there. The, there is obviously many more. The Bloodstones. But. So the it, long story short is the guy who owns the Bloodstone dies. Mm-hmm, Ulysses and, Bloodstone. Yeah. So there's they bring all the good monster hunters in. All the best monster hunters in the world with like some have. 100 confirmed kills, some of 50, all have high, very high numbers. And it's 
The goats. The goats. The goats of the, of the world. Hunt. And um, then they have to hunt down the bloodstone, basically, in a setting that is just giving me a goblet of fire vibes. Yeah, so what they do is uh, the Ulysses' wife, uh, we'll call her Mrs. Bloodstone, she, um, <laughs> she, they put the bloodstone on the back of a big monster, and the monster hunters go in, first one to kill it, gets the bloodstone, basically. Yeah. Uh, the spanner's kind of thrown in the works when Ulysses Bloodstone's daughter, Lena. Elsa. Elsa. Where the fuck did I get Lena from? I don't know. I'm going to call her Lena. Um, <laughs> so Lena comes back and she fell out with her dad um, yeah. and kind of left home. Hasn't been back for ages, but she comes back because she wants the Bloodstone as well. Yeah. She teams up with a man with the brilliant name Jack Russell. <laughs> um, I'm going to call him Border Terrier from now on because that dog's <laughs> a Border Terrier. Um, but Jack Russell has a secret. Oh, what is that secret, man? He's having a rough time. Oh! <laughs> no, he is uh, friends with the monster. Yeah. The family, I think, with the monster. Yeah. And he himself is also a uh, werewolf at midnight. Well, at midnight clock. and only midnight. Yep, so he, he and uh, Elsa team yep. up to help his mate, the big green monster, escape. Love the monsters as well, just as yeah, a side note. Yeah, called Ted. The monster's called Ted. Amazing. He helps Ted escape. But then, obviously, they get the bloodstone off. He tries to pick it up, but it, like, fucks him up a bit, and that's when they all realise that he's a werewolf. Yeah. So then they whack him and Elsa in a cage to try mm-hmm. and find out what he is. He starts sniffing Elsa because he's like, don't want to kill I don't you. want to kill you and I might remember you or whatever. Um, they turn him into his werewolf. He escapes, and then the shit hits the fan. Ooh, it's it does gory. It's action-packed. Yeah. It's... It's not scary, but it's definitely not no. for kids. It's definitely oh no no probably the first. I bet it's a fifteen or an eighteen. We have weird rating systems over here. Uh, it's we probably, do, yeah, probably, yeah, an probably hour, fifteen wherever you are, America, <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> um, really good. Really good. There's a shot in particular where it's like strobe lights are flashing. The whole thing's black and white. I don't know if we mentioned that. Yeah, and the bloodstone's red. He every time he likes scratches someone or bites them he does it towards camera so the camera just kind of gradually gets more and more covered in blood mm. which i thought looked great there's a scene where um elsa's fighting someone and she hits him with like a sword in the head yeah, oh, yeah. stuck in the skull and she tries to put it out but can't so she just leaves it and like yeah. it's really good it's really different i loved jack russell and elsa oh, they're yeah. both great characters they were but then i felt like there was a twist at the end once all the other characters have been killed mm-hmm. and uh, Jack Russell's escaped and he's with Ted mm-hmm. and Elsa's got the bloodstone, mm-hmm. it stops being black and white and it comes into colour yeah. and then it looks like it might be modern day. Mm. Because the black and white and obviously the aesthetic and everything of it makes you think yeah, were decades ago. Yeah, true. But it comes up and him and Ted are sat on like a thing having a conversation. They've got a coffee press in front of them. Yeah. And they have a conversation about getting sushi for tea. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a hint that maybe we'll see more of Jack Russell. I would kind like of this that to side be, yeah. of the MCU in the future, which I would really like. Yeah, I would. It was, like you said, it was just really different. And, and I wouldn't I wouldn't and, even mind yeah. if they just kept that side completely separate. Yeah. I don't think you have to kind of ram everything in. I mean, I think with Blade coming, obviously Blade's a vampire hunter. Vampires and monsters. I think there is a link there. Yeah. And I think maybe they will tie in together. But just as a one-off, if Marvel were to do something like this every year, of just one kind of horror for spooky season. They release a horror yeah. based on a different spooky character or creature that they've got. I'd yeah. love that. Me too. It was just It's nice yeah, to see them do refreshing. different things, especially when they've had a bit of a mixed bag of a year with... Yeah, it's nice to re- give us a reminder that Marvel can 
Well, yeah, you do can't good surprise stuff you, yeah. As because... well, because it's not. I mean, all the films are amazing. Yeah, and Marvel do is mint. They've had two. Kind well, they've of... had a rocky, a rocky year. Yeah, Thor's underwhelmed. Doctor Strange underwhelmed. Yeah, Miss they're not Marvel getting the reviews. They're massively to. divided fans. Yeah, Phase Four's kind of felt a bit messy and yeah. like, like there's too much of it, so it's not as related. Mm. But then this was a nice. I think this is this is the best thing surprise. Marvel can do now that they've got Disney Plus to put stuff like this on because yep. you couldn't have made this without Disney Plus. Yeah, like a fifty minute yeah, weird yeah. creature spinoff, but. This is the sort of thing I'd like to see them use Disney Plus more of for. Yeah, but also ramming series. Yeah, and, and then when, when it comes to like the actual sagas, like the Infinity Saga and the Multiversal Saga, keep them in the films as yep. much as possible. Maybe yep. one or two series, and then just do spin-off series that are fun like this, fun self-contained adventures. Loved it. Totally agree with you. Yeah. What are we giving it out of ten? A seven point five. I agree. Maybe, nice, mm, different. Maybe um, no, I'll give seven point five. Uh, not that it had flaws. It, 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 I, I, there's, like, there's nothing I can say that. Oh, I really hated that about it. No, I agree. I loved how weird it was. I loved that the the guy who died, Lucy's Bloodstone, they like reanimated him as like a puppet, so he could mm. give him the introduction. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of just keen for more stuff like that. Me too. It's weird. A 50 minute thing is obviously weird, weird length, and it kind of leaves you well, wanting that's why more. I, I liked it though, because they're not doing a nine episode series that's too yeah, fucking that's long. Too, yeah. There's not, it's out. not a two-hour film that you've got to proper sit down and commit to. It's just yeah. a, a perfect little Yeah, it. no, I agree. I agree completely, actually. It was a really nice change of pace and yeah. can't fault Good it. performances all around. But it wasn't Fun a 10 characters. out of 10. I no, can't, I can't yeah. tell you why. But no, that's what, that's what I mean. I said it's 7.5 and I didn't really have any negatives ready. Yeah. Yeah, a Pretty very enjoyable. good and... Would definitely recommend. A very good and enjoyable... Little, nice little, uh, little break from season. the normal Marvel stuff. Yeah, yeah. I would also definitely recommend. Um, and next week, we will be covering Black Adam. We should have been covering that this week, but we did not have time nope. to get to the so cinema. So we're doing Black Adam and we'll also be doing Smile. Smile, and we will also hopefully be doing Barbarian, which came out in most of the rest of the world months ago, but we only get it now for some reason. I know. Um, looks really scary. It's a tiny little country. Add for it in the cinema today, didn't we? Trailer. Yes, we did. It looks very good. Looks um, scary. We also saw an advert for Megan, Megan, which looks terrible, and then, well, I thought it looked terrible, and then Katie just kind of gave me a look that was like, "Nope, not watching that." But I thought it genuinely looks scary. But it looks like just like a bad Chucky knockoff, a bad uh, Child's Play knockoff. Well, yeah, it does. But I always thought they were scary. Also, the main character was called Katie, wasn't she? She was, yeah. Yeah, that was scared you. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. It was too real. <laughs> too real. <laughs> um, yeah, so as always, we do a uh, lot of waffle every Monday. We do our... Commentaries every Thursday. Drink, drinking commentaries every Thursday. We're going to get a bonus out this week on Friday, so stay tuned for that. No, It'll bonus be... on Tuesday. Oh. This comes out... Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, Tuesday we are, we'll do in Skyscraper. We are indeed. For The Rock in honour of his big bald head. And his little grey beard in Skyscraper. Love his grey beard. We will also be doing Scream on Thursday. And then over the weekend, we'll probably release this episode we'll do two a Halloween of special Drunken Debate. Well. Oh, yeah. And we've still got a Nightmare on Elm Street to release. Episode one of Drunken Debate. We've not done that yet. No, we have. We put the Spider-Man one up, I think. No, we haven't. Are you sure? Yeah, I, I literally asked you that before we started and you said no. No, we haven't put the classic horror movie debate up yet. We haven't put any up. Scrolling through our own Spotify because we're on Spotify. You're right, we haven't. We've got two of them to come up, so we might start. So they'll surprise. We might start a third series. Mm-hmm. 
They're surprises. We're getting so them in the So much content bag. here at Sweet, Sweet FA Brackets Films and Alcohol. Please follow us on Twitter at Sweet Films Alc. Get in touch. Let us know what you would like us to do commentaries for. And let us know what you thought of Halloween Ends and anything else we talked about today. Yeah, I do lots of polls and I want more votes. Yeah, we're averaging. We've not had anything on our polls get two votes a yet. A like decisive win. One option yeah. get two votes, yeah. We seem a lot to of draws, do four rounds, and they'll all get one option. So a lot we need of that board number. draws, Come, which, yeah, and we're indecisive, so, yeah. Please. Uh, as always, listening. thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week.